Hey friends, let me jump in here real quick to remind you of our sponsor, 25 Transportation and Solutions. That's 25 Transportation and Solutions. They give you quality transportation, delivery services that you can depend on, getting your freight to and from its destination safe and secure. Contact them at info at 25.org. That's I-N-F-O at T-W-E-N-T-Y, the number five, ive.org or you can call them at 240-479-6376 see you out on the road now let's get back to our episode of the truth and coffee time podcast Hey friends, welcome to the Truth and Coffee Time podcast with Diverse Love. I am Denise. And I'm Brian. Get your coffee or whatever your cup of joy is and settle in for some bold conversations, some random topics, a few cuss words, and a whole lot of us. Brian, let's go. Mm-hmm. Because collaboration isn't there. I read this hashtag one time that said, and I use it too when I'm posting stuff about me and Kim on our book, Collaboration Over Competition. And I believe in my heart that if you are competing against one another, your collaboration for the project suffers. You know, so you have to, you're right, you, you may not be everyone's cup of tea, you may not be everyone's cup of coffee. But you have to recognize that because some people try to force the collaboration, you know. So I honestly believe that. And I'm, I'm glad we were able to work together. Three women of color, strong minded, you know, very independent, you know, uh, and, and, and very passionate about what they do, you know. And I think I was the novice out of everyone. And so I got to sit at the feet of both of you and just kind of learn the craft, but things that I emotionally felt, I let you know, like, I remember the one, that first draft that you sent us of the family, when they were coming in to see the grandparents and everybody was getting the hugs, I immediately burst into tears. I just started crying because I felt like you didn't capture the characters you captured the feeling. So you have to be able to understand both. It's it's a tug of war sometimes. Yes. Yes. But I, from the description of what you wanted, Mm -hmm. there was no sketch. There was no reference photo. No. I knew that this, this particular image had to evoke emotion that it was about the grandparents coming over and yeah. all the kids and all the family rushing to be like, oh grandma and pop pop's here yeah. or whatever. Yeah. But I know that level of excitement and I, I I can tap into that emotion and I try to I'm so glad you picked up on that. It's really touching that mm-hmm. that that picture brought you to tears. That just made me smile because I'm like, you got it. And that's exactly what I was trying to convey. That people turn to that page and go, Oh, I remember my grandparents used to come over or you know mm-hmm. it's just it's yeah, I'm if if a picture it, it needs for that for me it needs to it needs to do that like I don't want to I'm just flipping pictures and I'm just like yeah whatever yeah. Like, 
Oh, it needs to make you stop and go, oh, mm-hmm. that's a good picture. That to know that I conveyed that that emotion, that just makes me so happy. I oh, did my you did. As soon as we <laughs> opened it, it was crazy because we have a Zoom meeting every Sunday. Uh-huh. And I remember you sent that picture and I'm working and I get this text from Kim and she's like, Gabrielle sent the, the first draft of the family, you know, the family gathering or the grandparents coming over. And, and that and was why we didn't edit that one. We didn't you edit like, that's the one. We, yep. Yep. And she says, dot, dot, dot. It is perfect. That's oh, what she wow. says. And so I couldn't wait till Sunday. I was like, I, I can't wait. I can't <laughs> wait. You know, you know, I'm like, I'm in a whole conference call and I'm like, I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait. And she sends it to me on and I open it on the computer. And as soon as it just popped open, I just sat there and I just was in full blown, ugly oh, tears, you know, and we were like, it's perfect. Please don't touch it. Don't edit it. Everything was just perfect. So thank you for capturing the feelings, the emotions, which is something that we tell everyone who buys Grand Joy. This book is not supposed to be a book of just words. It's a a book of feelings. You're supposed to feel something Mm -hmm. and you conveyed that lovely. So thank you. In that though, what, what can an author do to continue to help you in that process of visualizing the characters in the setting? What what would you ask an author to do to help you convey that on the book? Um, whenever I communicate with a potential client, um, I I always ask for the story. Like they're like, oh, I have a book. And they'll send me like this manuscript that's just like paragraphs or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you have to break this down mm-hmm. spread by spread, page by page. Mm-hmm. And this then, is really good for authors to understand yes. because I didn't know that. And Kim taught me that part. And she not only did she break it down for you, but she did a profile, character profile. So yes. this is very important. So I'm going to let you finish with this. Yes, this is very important. And you're going to save yourself a bunch of headache if you get this all out the way before you approach the illustrator. Mm-hmm. So then now when I read the potential manuscript, I can begin to visualize, okay, this page needs to have this. This page has this many characters. Mm-hmm. It helps me figure out how, you know, an estimate of how much time it's going to take me that allows me to give you a more accurate price, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. I also ask for... Um, especially for me, because I work in a few different styles, which like I said, I'm narrowing down now. So I'll be moving forward with like, this is my style. Do you want this stuff? But when I was first starting, I kind of was just like all over the place, like, hey, whatever you want, I could do it. And so I would say, give me reference photos. So most artists, um, if you're going to go to their website or whatever, if they're an experienced artist, they have a particular style and you're probably drawn to that style. So this may not matter as much. Um, But there are other artists that work like me that can kind of tailor their style a little bit more towards your taste. So I'll say, do you have, um, so if you don't have images of like a style that you like, or maybe like your favorite book that you're like, I want it to kind of look like this mm-hmm. um, or reference photos. So yeah. I'm working on a book now, the one that I'm doing the cover image, and I'm almost done. It's about a young man who's getting a haircut. And so these are very specific 
I, they want the barbershop to look like this. This is how he looked before his haircut. This is the kind of haircut he got. So it needs right. to be like, you know, a low fade Caesar or whatever. And so um, they very quickly realized that I need reference photos for everything, you know, but I like, I did, he needed to sit on, um, they have like a little booster and I don't, my husband takes my son to the barbershop. So right. I don't know what goes on in male barbershops. So right. He's sending me photos. Can the chair look like this? Can the whatever? Can the barber stand look like this? And so it's very helpful. And it, I'm going to charge you by the hour. So if I'm spending an hour looking for reference photos, you know, that's a waste that's of right. time and money for everybody. Right. So if you can get all of that ahead of time, but it causes, I think it causes the author to think visually because authors are more into words. And so they just think that this is going to come naturally. But whatever, I might have grew up in a different part of the country or world. And so what my idea of a rose bush may be different from the roses that grew. Right. Where, Absolutely. Absolutely. So send me a picture of the roses you want and just save us all a headache. I don't have to draw it two times. <laughs> So I think, it's, very I think important. it's very helpful to do research ahead of time, have some images. Can you do it like this? Can the car that they ride in look like this? Mm -hmm. You know, this is my favorite Steady, color. Can our hair look like, like this? this. Mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. if you leave it up to the, the illustrator and they just guess, chances are they're not going to guess exactly mm -hmm. what you wanted. And people will say, oh, whatever you want. But they don't want, they think that they're giving you freedom, but I, I'm going to take a shot in the dark. And then they went, well, actually, I was thinking, well, then why yep. didn't you tell me that? Yep, absolutely. <laughs> and it's going to cost them more because now you got to go back. And yes. Yes, yeah. So, I, so I it's agree. not about being polite. It's not about being annoying. The more I, the more information you give me, the better. It's going to save me from guessing. I don't want to guess wrong and waste time. Absolutely. So um, I say do your research. Have more than enough um, information. Think about I had a potential client reach out. And she had a story. They were like animals, but they, mm -hmm. they were like kind of more human, like they could talk. And mm -hmm. so it was like these talking animals and they wore clothes. And so she was like, can the, you know, I drew in and it was like, can the bear have a tutu? Okay. What color is the tutu? Mm -hmm. Is it a fluffy tutu? You yep. know, is it, it flat <laughs> down? Is it really long? Is it short? Does it stick out straight out? And she was like, I don't know. I got to get back to you. And I never heard from her again. But I was like, I didn't think that was a hard question. Right. But it was clearly something that she didn't even think about. Mm -hmm. And so it just let me, I was like, okay, I don't, I just think she realized like, wow, I'm not ready to have an illustrator yet. Like I got more mm -hmm. things to figure out. I got, I got more. I, as the author got more right. work. Wow. I didn't think about it. I'm yeah. like, well, mm -hmm. color is the bear. She's like, draw a cute bear. I'm like, is it a brown bear, a grizzly bear, a black bear? <laughs> is, it a, is it a baby bear? Is it a yeah. mama bear? Is it, because if a mama bear, you might want to put a little eyelashes on them. If it's, yeah. you know yeah. what I mean? So, yeah. I think you have to think that specific, that it's like, if you're that vague, it's just really hard, um, you know, for, for artists to kind of guess what you have in your mind. So I, th I think that's important and know your budget. Mm -hmm. I think um, people just- and, and, what, um, and what you're flexible on. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's true. Yeah. Because and be flexible. I, I remember we, we edited and tailored down one of because remember we were like on the cover we wanted them in a park with a picnic table and and playing I was soccer. Like, yeah, that's something like you know? <laughs> wait a minute, maybe we don't need all People that. Like, hold up, hold up, wait a minute. Yeah. Like I'm like, you want all the characters in a park? Like you, there's like 12 people in this group. Like that's a lot. That's not an easy task. 
so one of your latest and most awesome is um awesomest. I don't know if that's a word, but I'm gonna use it. One of those most awesomest um project that you was working on is the good night stories for the rebel girls. And specifically, you worked on the story of Joy Harden Bradford, which was a great psychologist in human behavior. Tell us how that exciting opportunity fell in your lap. And you guys, if you haven't read the series Rebel Girls, um, the good night stories of the Rebel Girls, I think there's like three or four series out there. I think this is the fourth, I believe, yeah. Mm -hmm. So this one was specific for um, women of color. Yes. Um, So it features scientists, astronauts, dancers, singers, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, And so psychologists. Um, So... Joy Harden Bradford is the um, behind the therapy for black girls mm-hmm. hashtag movement. Yes. And she started a whole directory. And so th- this is a very interesting story. And this goes back to, I already mentioned my professor. So the same guy who did the $250 10 minute drawing, mm-hmm. he became the head of the department at that school. And now he has his own um, illustration agency where he represents other artists. And so this particular, Simon & Schuster um, does, uh, publishes this series mm-hmm. um, for Rebel Girls. And they were looking for illustrators of color. This was very important to them that the illustrators that um, filled this book with art were, uh, were people of color. So he kind of put out a call. We were friends on social media and I think he put on Facebook and he was like looking for more illustrators of color for this project, reach out. And so I sent some samples of current, like recent work. And um, so he forwarded over to the client for Rebel Girls and they said, okay, we'll pay you to do the test or whatever. And I guess maybe they had other artists that had fallen through. Yeah. And so I was like really close to the deadline. They were like, oh, we needed it in like less than two weeks. I was like, no problem. I will have it to you by this weekend. Not a problem. And so I dropped everything I was doing. Yeah. And I did this illustration and they were just like, wow, that the, this is great. Like I made, I think they were like, can you make her eyelashes thicker or something? It was like very, and then at the angle, like she had a pen in her hand because she's a therapist. So she's like sitting there listening, right. like sitting on a couch mm-hmm. and her pen was kind of like pointed the other way. And they were like, can you point her pen the other, this way? It's very minor. <laughs> And just angle her pen the opposite way and then enhance her eyelashes and we're happy. And that was it. And it was like, I was just like, wow, that was amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that that was it. It was just like, it was just happened to be right place, right time. Saw the post, knew the right person. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I love it. I love it. As soon as you posted, well, you first you posted, you was like, I have something to share with you guys. I can't say anything about it right now, but it's top secret. Yeah, top secret. I know. It's a, it's a, like, we had to sign a bunch of like NDA stuff. It's like a big thing. So I couldn't, I had been holding, and it took like a year from when I illustrated that for that book to come out. So that, I'm not going to keep in secrets. Any of my friends watching this? (laughs) I mean, I keep their secrets. Let me, let me clarify. I'm good at keeping those kind of secrets. But like something this juicy, it was like good news. It was yes. so hard, but yes. I couldn't because I could. I don't want to be sued by Simon and Schuster. <laughs> well, it's, it was so good, and and the the page and the story, you know, of of Miss Bradford is so good. And, and so she liked it, and she oh. shared it. It was so awesome, so good. And I know uh, when that week it came out. 
Um, I ordered it on the first day it came out so we can get, you know, in the, in that first set of copies, but me and my grand, uh, one of my granddaughters was walking through Target within that same week too. And I walked by and it was on the shelf in Target and I immediately opened it and flipped <laughs> to you and I said, one to six, take one six. <laughs> and I, I shipped, I, I, I said to my, um, my grand joy, I said, this was the grand joy illustrator right here. And I said it loud enough for the people. I was like, for my book, this illustrator, this book, this was a great, <laughs> but I love it, it was just so good. So that was so just a, one of them proud mom yes. moments, you know, that, you know, the person she's a, a queen of color, you know, that she's, she's destined for great things. And then for some like this is opportunity to come you know I just thought it was just amazing so kudos to you congratulations you. you guys if you know those who are listening to this good night stories of rebel girls specifically around great and phenomenal women of color um, Gabrielle Flood she did an illustration in there she was a part of that illustration team and, and she illustrated the great um, psychologist of human behavior Joy Harden Bradford so just so good. So good. So good. So good. So my next question for you is what would you recommend to artists who are trying to get into the book illustration space? I kind of stumbled upon this Facebook group. Mm -hmm. It's, oh gosh, I don't want to mess it up. Crystal Swain Bates mm -hmm. is the author and she had this children's book publish, self-publishing challenge. So it's called, uh, I think it's called Six Figure publishing, I don't know, it's complicated, but look up Crystal Swain Bates, mm -hmm. but the name is long for the Facebook group. Okay. So she had this Amazon commercial that was running a couple Christmases ago. And I was like, wow, look at this young black author. And it was she, her book, Gold is Carrot. Mm -hmm. And so I searched her and then I ended up getting this like Facebook ad for this challenge she was doing. It was this free Facebook group. And so it was targeting potential artists. And like I said, I had some book ideas. Um, my, my senior project in college was actually um, to mm -hmm. illustrate, write and illustrate our own book. And so I was like, oh, I can finally publish that book that I wrote in college. Right. That was kind of the impetus of like, me joining this Facebook group. And so once I got in there and then you start like people were posting and asking questions. And so I ended up kind of just naturally answering people's illustration questions. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then it was like, oh, are you an illustrator? I'm like, oh, yeah. And then I would share my website and then it just kind of took off from there. So that's a great group. Yeah. There's a couple really good Facebook groups. Um, if you just type in children's book authors, mm -hmm. illustrators, um, or look up like children's book self-publishing. So this whole concept of like Amazon, KDP, and the how, I don't want to say easy because we know it's not easy, Yeah, um, but it's doable. If you're willing to do the research and put the time in, it's very doable. And for a very, um, I'd say affordable for a budget, a very small budget, you could put out your own book. Is it going to sell? I don't know. You got to market it and that takes more money, but it doesn't take that much to produce the book, especially if you could draw your own pictures. Um, but there's other, there's, I would say, create your own free website. There's tons of um, website builder, drop and drag website, create a do some sample images, um, put that on a free website. And I think your biggest um, opportunity is to 
share this information with everybody you know. Figure out how to bring it up in conversation whenever it's appropriate. Mm. Oh, you know, I'm I'm interested in il- illustrating children's books or illustrating books if you know anybody looking. Yeah. And there's uh, like, I mean, you could throw a rock, you're going to hit somebody who has a book idea. Mm-hmm. So um, I think when you're starting out, if you're a novice and you're willing to maybe partner with somebody who's a aspiring author mm-hmm. and you could get pretty creative of how you guys could collaborate and like maybe your conversation isn't as much as you deserve for your time, but it's a good experiment. And then once you have the experience under your belt and then you can help market that book and push that book and, and use that in your portfolio. I mean, all this stuff is kind of like people have done the legwork. They've already right. Absolutely. The wheel, you know, yeah. so there's co- contracts online that you could alter mm-hmm. right, templates for all this stuff. Canva has templates for stuff. Um, and so I think with a little research and you investing your time, it's a very doable thing, but you are, um, going to have the most success by talking yourself up, being able to show people examples. And, um, there's a lot of people who have a book idea and not quite sure where to go with it. And so if you can be that person, like, oh, I have this great idea. I just, I can't draw. Okay. Yeah. You know, got it. The pictures. There's like a lot of potential to collaborate. I love people. the fact too, that you said, if you are a new illustrator, not a new artist, but a new book illustrator, a novice, and you partner with someone, you know, who's a novice author, and this is their first book and they have an idea and you guys partner together to bring their words to paper and those and those visuals to life, you know, as you illustrate them. So I think that is a great step in the right direction as well. And you're right on the on the Facebook groups because I am on a Black Authors Facebook group and I love it. I love it because I get so much inspiration, so many ideas. Uh, people ask questions and you're like, oh, wow, what's the answer to that question? I, I want to know that too, you know? So they have events. There are people on there that invite you to be um, guests on their podcast and then vice versa. So yeah, I love it. very supportive community. Like we yeah. talked about competition and, mm-hmm. you know, I think mm-hmm. you're you're kind of secretly competing, meaning I want to be a successful person. Of course. But I've found in that particular group that like people are very supportive. Like mm-hmm. you share your book, people are like, oh, I just bought it. Mm-hmm. I just reviewed it for you. Yeah. And so all about like that exposure. And I think the other, you know, self-published artists, they get it. And so yeah. they want to support you. And it's kind of a give and take. Okay, read, hey, my book is free. It's a free ebook on Amazon this week. Can you please go read it and rate it for me? And because yeah. that helps them and they're willing to reciprocate and do that for you. And so it's like a really supportive community. And it, um, I've gotten most of my um, clients from there. And then those people go on to refer other people. So that's, yeah. that's usually where it. people reach out from. Love it. So your wife, your mom, your artist, um, your teacher. I'm tired. (laughs) (laughs) You got a new job and the list goes on. Gabrielle, how do you keep it all straight? And what does your self-care look like? Uh, This is funny. Um, I got to do better on this. Not great at self-care. So I tend to go, 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 burn out self-care, which is not a healthy um, process. I'm the same. Um, uh, I, very small things. So I enjoy coffee. 
which I'm sure we're <laughs> going to talk about. Um, so I wake up and I'm like, let me get my coffee before I face the world. And it, I mean, it's not just like I need a black coffee. I'm going to go, go, go. No, like it's yeah. a whole experience. I make very specific creamer <laughs> of coffee. And if I vary from that and my coffee is nasty, I'm going to have a bad day. So. Yeah. Yeah. You can't. I, I'm, I'm with you on that. I'm not varying from what works for me. So I've mm-hmm. figured out the things that I like and I try not to, if I can't find my particular creamer, I'm usually really frustrated. I have to drive to a couple of stores. <laughs> like, so I love coffee. So that's a little mini self-care I do every morning to get me on the right track. Um, you know, I do a fancy baths, you yeah. know, not, it's nothing too expensive. It's just like a lot of, um, easily accessible things. I don't, I'm just not at a point in my life where I could just take off and do a girls weekend all the time. I have kids and responsibilities. Mm -hmm. So I try to do little enjoyable things every once in a while, a pedicure or, you know, whatever. So, you know, a little shopping trip, a little thrift shopping, retail therapy, nothing crazy. (laughs) You know what I love? (laughs) You know what I I love? What you just said, you said, I'm not in a, in a place in my life right now where I could take off a week or go do a girl's trip for a weekend, but I can add in those little things to help me rejuvenate or to help me to just kind of take that deep breath. I love that you said, cause I don't, you know, I don't think about it like that. I have so many responsibilities now. And even though I'm older, I've accumulated these responsibilities. So I can't just take off for a weekend or Mm -hmm. take off for a week. And sometimes I get down on myself because of it. And I have forgotten that there are little pockets that Mm -hmm. I can add to my life that will help me to just breathe and have that self-care moment. So that was very key. I love that. Please do that, Denise. Please, for me. Take yes, you a ma'am. nice Epsom salt bath tonight. <laughs> yes, ma'am. All the grand joys. I need 30 minutes. I need 30 minutes, oh, y'all. Give me 30 minutes and I'm going to be a whole new person when I come out of this bath, okay? And, you, and you're going to want me to be that new person. Yeah. <laughs> and they'll see the difference and they'll be like, oh, grab, grandma need her bath time. <laughs> yep. Her bath. Let grandma get her 30 minutes. She's going to be a much nicer person. So yeah. now that my kids are older, I can... Talk to them more freely and be more honest and be like, I've had a rough day. I need to decompress. I'm going to yeah. just be a give few minutes. Five minutes. Give yeah, give me, give me a few yeah. minutes. If I go in this bathroom and lock this door, uh-uh, don't bother me. Mm-hmm. I need a minute. So that takes me to this question. Understanding all that you do for your kids, to for your husband, to empower others and to teach others. Who empowers you? Like, who is your mentor? Um, I, I don't have like a, like a lot of people like actually have a mentor, like they reach out to on a regular basis. I, I, I'm inspired by people from like a, a distance, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, there's artists that I admire. I follow a lot of artists on Instagram. Um, I do have a, um, my cousin-in-law, I guess you could say, mm-hmm. or my husband's cousin's wife is a amazing social worker and yeah coach and so I've interviewed with her before on Instagram Amanda Flood oh yeah um, I, I've actually interviewed yeah. with her and she's actually one of, on my list of potential guests that I interviewed I'm she's amazing and it's not because she's just married into the family but oh I love her I follow her absolutely and she always has like like whenever I'm having a rough day and I'm scrolling and I come I always pause when I see her and mm-hmm. hey, mm-hmm. got something to get me back on track and she's really yeah. good at inspiring and encouraging 
um, entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. women, women of color. And she yep. always has like great advice about taking time for yourself, your self-care, all those kind of little reminders that we all need. Oh yeah. She's on my, she is actually on our truth and coffee time. We have a whole spreadsheet of potential. Yeah. And so she is on there because I follow her. I listen to her. I read, um, you know, her, I mean, she's, like that little bit of breath of fresh air that I come across yeah. on IG. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So she's one. Um, I, I have a great friend circle and my mom has always said she envies me because I make lifelong friends. Yeah. So I've had friends. I, I'm still friends with people from middle school and high school, college. Like my best friend group is just kind of like people that I have hitched myself to over the years <laughs> with this like unbreakable chain that yeah. they can't get rid of me. Um, and so they all bring different, um, skill sets or they know me from a different period of my life. Mm-hmm. We have different memories together. And so depending on what I'm experiencing, going through, I know who to reach out and who's going to give me what I need, whatever right. little, you got this medicine, you got this word of, I got the cheerleaders. I got the people who going to get me right together. Uh-uh, we're not encouraging this. Your Come on, let's get back on track. Yes. Yeah, we and did so a whole. We did I'm like way off track. I know. I know who to call. I know who's yeah. gonna get together. We did a whole episode on why your circle matters. You know, it's so important. Your circle matters. I don't have a, a huge friend group. Um, I tell everyone I'm so awkward at making friends. I am a great friend. I'm just awkward at making friends. So I always have to get over that hurdle of of. Because once I'm over it, I'm there. I'm done. Right. I always have to, to get over. So your circle does matter. Gabrielle, this has been so good. So good. So good. I hope that there's authors and illustrators out there that are listening that get some great nuggets and some information out of this. I love it. So this is the part of our, our podcast interview that we come to that we ask our guests a few questions from past um, episodes. Okay. So, the first one I want to ask you is from uh, season two and it's, it's episode 19 and it's uh, talks about diverse representation. I did an interview with um, Rolanda uh, J Webb. We call her MJ of, of words and webs and Kim C Lee, my co-author. And we talked about books with, with diverse representation. How important is it for us to continue to push the change uh, and the narrative within diverse representation in children books. What is your opinion in that? Uh, it's my number one goal. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said before, if it's up to me, I'm gonna. You're gonna have the most diverse <laughs> group of characters <laughs> in your book. If there's a crowd scene, a school, whatever, it's, it's gonna be a rainbow going on. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's vitally important because our world is a mixing pot. We are in a global economy. We're in a global world. People can afford to travel, live abroad. My brother lives abroad. Um, you know, it's not about you where you were born anymore. Right. People are everywhere. Right. So I think it's a very like I, it seems intentional if I see a current book that comes out and there's no people of color. It's like so odd to me. Like, where do these people live? Like, yeah. where, where are they living? That they're in, nobody. In Montana. Yeah. I mean, sorry to anybody who lives in Montana. I don't know anybody in Montana, but I just I don't know where you live, where everybody looks like you. And that seems like a very boring place. I don't want to be there. Yeah. Um. So it's vital. It's. What's up, y'all? It's me, 
I'm a grandeur. Speaking of grandeur, you should get the book on DiversClub.com, Amazon, Target, and Walmart. You should listen to the podcast, too. Truth and Coffee Time. It's on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Bye-bye. See y'all later. It's realistic. It's it's necessary to yeah. show because you're going to exclude such a large audience mm-hmm. if you're pandering to the same people that just look like you. Then that's the only people that's really going to be drawn to your book. Yeah. So why not open up your potential audience to everybody by showing people that look like them? And I, like I said, I I wanted to get into. Um, I did kind of poo poo at the idea of people saying you should be a children's book illustrator. But I do distinctly remembering as a child flipping through books and being like, these kids don't look like me or there's nobody in these books that look like me. Their parents aren't. But, you know, I don't see anybody who has a black dad and a white mom or, you know, that just wasn't common. It's very common now, which is great. Um, And it's it's very common now, but it's not all accepted now. No, you know, and that's one of the. That's one of the, not confusion, but the misconception that people feel like, oh, you know, everyone is so progressive and it's so accepted now. No, it's more common now, but if you look for it, you can find it, but it's not, yeah, it's not, it's it's not not always accepted. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No, it's not. And everybody's not going to accept everything, but that's why we need all these new voices Mm -hmm. in the book world. Mm -hmm. And now that self-publishing is so much more accessible um, you know, there's all these diverse subject matters. I mean, there's like such niche markets for like different learning abilities, right. different you know, whatever lifestyles. Whatever. There's like a book about just about everything. You know, like people Absolutely. say, you want to find it, you can find it on the internet. There's probably a book for almost everything, mm-hmm. but there, your book isn't out there yet. So if you have a unique idea or a different spin on something that's been done before, um, you know, it's. There's a potential audience for it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm an autism mom. There's books specifically for kids on the autism spectrum or families that are dealing with it. Mm-hmm. And there's so many. I mean, you can come at it from a humorous angle. You can come at it from an educational angle. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's so many ways that it can be done. The same subject matter can be done differently, better, um, with more diverse characters. And so don't think like, oh, it's been done before. I don't have a, um, anything to bring to this subject. You do. And so for me, it was growing up in a diverse family. Oh, I didn't really fully answer a question you asked me earlier. You said something that people probably don't know about me. Mm-hmm. So I mentioned I'm biracial, but I came from um, a very diverse family. So on my Caucasian side of my family, my mother is one of three daughters and they all married outside their race. So I don't have any white, all white cousins. Right. <laughs> right. I think people probably find like hard to believe. They're like, wait, what? So like, like, I just, I don't know. I just like, my family was kind of like the rainbow coalition. So like, but I love that. I love that. Stuff. And um, it just allowed me to just see the world, you know, from so many angles and spending time mm-hmm. with my growing up and we all lived in different parts of the country, California, the Midwest, um, down South. And so we'd get together and share stories and experiences. And we all had different experiences, but at the end of the day, we felt accepted among our family and it was a very safe place to be. 
And so, like, I hear these tragic stories of people who definitely in the 80s who grew up because you're probably like, you know, the only mixed kid in your school. Yeah. And so um, I, I was my brother and I were a rarity, but we felt comfortable in our family mm-hmm. and extended family. So I don't think we, you know, um, had it as maybe as hard as some other people did. Um, but I think that's a lot of, a lot of times people just assume like they, they're not quite sure they want to put me in the box and I'm just kind of like, well, what, what's your ethnicity? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. always like, I'm curious. Um, if I go to certain places, they think I'm Latina and I'm like, they might you know, speak Spanish to me or like people think I'm everything. And um, so, like I said, I've always been a chameleon. I can change my hair, you know, do, do something and then people will assume I'm something else. So um, I think that's one thing that people just don't quite know where to, what box do I check off? And that's okay. That's absolutely okay. (laughs) We've been there, done that. Everybody's all mixed up. There's a lot more people that are like all mixed together and it's it's not such a novelty thing. So that's really cool. I love that. And there's more books for people um, who have a mixed background. So that's cool too, because that's not what I had growing up. So I love that. I love that your book showcased that. I was very excited to be part of that project. And yeah, I just think there's more stories to be told out there. So I hope this talk does inspire people to push forward and get those stories. Me too. My last one for you is season three. We're in it right now. And episode part one and part two, 38 and 39, we talked about women empowerment with Kim Campbell. She's a a women empowerment enthusiast and just a great person. She's such a powerful guest. And you're talking about how great your circle of friends are. It's so important for women to queen other women. Do you agree with that statement? And then elaborate on that a little bit for me. Um, Absolutely. I think, um, I mean, as a mom, you know, and I do have have one daughter, one son, I think it's important that everybody, you know, knows that they have a support system in place, Mm -hmm. whether it's your parents, your friends. And, you know, sometimes people have complicated family situations. So you kind of create your own family by choosing a group of friends that, you know, kind of get you. And wherever, whatever source that is, whether you have to get a therapist, go to counseling, Mm -hmm. it's so vital to have a support system because there's going to be rough days and rough times. Mm -hmm. So, yes, my friends and I are super supportive of each other. Um, all, All of my friends, um, I have friends that are entrepreneurs, that are caretakers, that are um, mothers, that are sisters. And we're always um, there for each other when when somebody needs something. And and we're really good about giving each other our flowers now. Absolutely. Love it. Common with my with my friends is just like you did that like Mm -hmm. or you're an amazing friend thank you for being there for me during this rough time or whatever and so yeah it's just um I think it's vital for everybody not just women but um I I do feel like um there there's definitely in other circles not my circle some competitive and cattiness stuff that goes on a little bit a little bit content contention but I, I say all the time, me and my husband both, Mr. B, we cheer louder for our friends sometimes than we do for ourselves because, and let me tell you why you cheer or you should cheer louder for your friends because you've seen their journey. Mm-hmm. You, you witness their struggle. You witness their failure and you witness their come up. You witness their, you know, their success. So you cheer louder for them because you're not cheering because they finally won. 
you're cheering because they never gave up and they yeah. got there. You know what I mean? So, and that's why your friends do the same for you. Like they know where you've been mm-hmm. or the doubts you've had and when mm-hmm. you stumble. And so that's why they can appreciate it more than a stranger. Yeah. And so- I, I got been so lucky to have people in my corner that that do big me up all the time. Yeah, and I and I I believe that I'm telling me and Mr. B we have these conversations where you know people said you know I I bought this book from my friend or I bought this T-shirt from my friend. Now I may not be I'm not your targeted customer. I'm not your repeat customer because I'm your friend. You're t- you you shouldn't target your friends and family as your target audience, mm-hmm. but they should be your support audience. They mm-hmm. absolutely should. So I buy these things just because. The fact that I've seen your journey, I believe in you, you know, I have friends that send me surveys or they send me something to review and, and I review it on the fact that not just because you're my friend, but I seen your, your, your pathway to get here. And I know that there was a struggle. I know what you have to do outside of you trying to do this entrepreneur, you know, ship. So I see it and I, I wish people would get through, I wish those competitive friends would get through to each other and understand that we're not cheering on just your win. We're cheering on your journey that it took you to get there. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And you finally got there. So thank you for that. Oh my gosh, this has been so great. We're going to start this wrap up. Give us what your current project is, what's next, and how can people find you? Um, so like I said, uh, I haven't decided, but I'm pretty sure I'm going to illustrate my own, write and illustrate my own book, but writing might be a wordless book, so we'll see. So stay tuned for that. Mm-hmm. You can follow me on uh, most social media. I'm Gift of Gabby, LLC. Mm-hmm. So G-I-F-T-O-F-G-A-B-B-Y-L-L-C on Facebook and Instagram. And I am giftofgabby.com for my website. Yeah. Um, my resume is there. Samples of my work is there. Um, but I, I don't know. Email me. Yeah. <laughs> if I, I, will have, all, I will be <laughs> having all of your information also on our show notes on Anchor, on Spotify, on Listening Notes, and wherever people can get their podcast fixed. I'll have all your information on there. And I can't wait for your project to come out. I'm excited about a wordless book. I think you should do both. I think you should write and illustrate a book. And I also think you should do a wordless book. I I think educators would just go crazy on that because it sparks the imagination of a child. So I would love that. So you said you love coffee and your coffee has to be specific. I love coffee. I'm sitting here right now drinking. I can't uh, drink it this late, but no, I, I can. I can. I can drink. I, I can. And, and I a have lot a of time that can drink coffee at eight o'clock and I can't do it. I had the coffee caffeine. at 11 o'clock the other night. Oh, so, yeah. I would yeah. love it, but I would be up at 3 a.m. in my bed like, why did I do that? Like, it's eyes wide awake. I love <laughs> it. I'm, I'm drinking. A, I'm drink Tonight, I'm drinking a, uh, you know, pumpkin is out now. So, of no, course. Uh, it's not drinking. a fall. I'm sorry. <laughs> you pumpkin I people. can't. I can't, I can't, I can't deal with the pumpkin spice haters either. I just can't. I'm just not gonna, I am closed off, you know, my cutoff game. I'm closed off to the pumpkin spice haters. I'm drinking pumpkin tonight and I, okay. I, I'm drinking pumpkin coffee with pumpkin creamer. And if oh. I could have found some pumpkin sugar, I'd have put that in there too. 
So, oh, no. and, and I'm drinking and I want to drink it out of a pumpkin cup. So I don't care what people say. You should just scoop out the inside of a pumpkin and just drink it out the pumpkin. <laughs> Stick a straw like the coconut and just drink it right I, out the pumpkin. I know you love coffee. Tell me how you like your coffee. Okay, I'm not fancy. Mm -hmm. So I drink, I have a Keurig, but I have a little adapter. Mm -hmm. So I buy the pre-ground coffee mm -hmm. and I use mm -hmm. chocolate nuts is the oh, brand. I love chocolate nuts. My grandmother-in-law introduced chocolate nuts for oh my gosh, it is it is it has a great the bold, bold the flavor. Super dark big the bold one with the mm -hmm. black label. Yes. That's my go-to. Mm -hmm. I like a bold coffee. Mm -hmm. But then I'm gonna sugar it up with some flavor creamer. Mm -hmm. So I do the uh, I think it's International Delight Cold Stone Sweet mm -hmm. Cream. Mm -hmm. It's my ghost. The sweet so creamer. Yes. Girl, so I don't put any extra sugar. That's you don't need it with the sweet cream. No, it's, it's you don't not. need it with the sweet That's cream. my go-to. Mm. And so I'll do the Keurig. I do the um, four ounce. I do two runs of the four ounce. So it's like yeah. really, really strong. And then I put the so you go. ready for the then day. Then I go to Dunkin' because in the, um, so I'll do a hot coffee in the morning. And if I'm out and about, I might get an iced coffee. So my Dunkin' order, in case you ever see me in public, you want to treat me, <laughs> is a large <laughs> iced coffee with three caramel swirl and mm -hmm. four cream. And that's how oh, I open it. That's how my, okay. So light and creamy, they're going to mess it up. Yeah. That's how my daughter likes her. It's exactly like that, except for she adds a splash of oat milk in it. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. But the caramel swirl yeah, is good joy. Taste. Mm -hmm. Caramel swirl is on point. You any sugar. Don't mm -hmm. mm -hmm. You know what? A good nugget for people when you're going in Dunkin' Donuts and you're getting that caramel latte and you're paying that extra two dollars and something. Uh, so you're paying six, seven bucks. You could pay four, five bucks, maybe four something for a caramel swirl coffee and add a little creamer to it and get the you don't exact need the foam. same you're not paying for foam. Yeah. yeah you get the exact same effect as the caramel latte exactly you and know? get the the Duncan is not sponsoring this but they could if they wanted to yep. reach out to Denise absolutely Duncan out okay because you yep. earn points and you get your free and coffee you get your free coffee and you get a birthday coffee during your birthday month I know that. I drink right. a lot of Dunkin'. Okay, I'm not a Starbucks person. How do you feel about Starbucks? I I do. I love Starbucks too, but we have Dunkin' Donuts. Like we have three, oh. like right around oh. where I live. So I end up going there mostly. Starbucks is usually the treat. You know, I go through the drive-through or whatever, and I usually get a treat. But I'm Dunkin' all the way, so I get it completely. Yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh, this has been so great, so great. Thank you so much. Good to see you again. <laughs> it was so good to see you, Gabrielle. So good to have this conversation. I'm forever grateful to you. I am working on my second children's book. It may be two years before I finish because I'm so busy, but okay. I'm not going to let other people's pace you know, drive my pace. I'm just okay. doing, taking my time and doing you know what I need to do, but I'll call you up. <laughs> Okay. Ready. So thank you so much. And I'll fit you in. I uh, know you will somehow. And I'll double dutch. You know me. I'll <laughs> do what I have to do. Um, okay. What are some parting words or words of advice you would like to leave our listeners before we wrap up? Um, Be kind to yourself and to others. Yes. That's simple as that. It's perfect. Because even if I'm hiring you, I should be kind. You know, yes. Know what nuggets you, hey, you don't know what I'm going through. I just yeah. might snap. So don't be the one to push me over the edge. Yep. I was I was watching um this this show on I forget I feel like it was on Hulu and it was uh a, it was a cultural show and it had 
like several different women of color around a table and they were talking. And one of the therapists said that when, when our children of color are going through such a rough time, it seems like the first thing that, that teachers will ask them is what's wrong with you instead of asking what has happened to you. Mm -hmm. You never know the day that people have had and why they're responding the way they are. So I totally agree with you. Thank you so much. My heart is full. I'm so grateful that you were able to come on and share with us. You know, there are going to be some some good authors and great illustrators out there who are going to get some great information out of this. And that's what we aim to do is share our knowledge, share our journey, share our experiences, share our laughter, share our pains, and hope that if it just touches one person that, you know, God has blessed us to do yep. what we were meant to do. So thank you so much. Thank you, everyone, for listening to us. This is the great, um, this is the great Gabrielle Flood, illustrator of my children's boy, children's book, Grand Joy, among other, um, several other children's books out there and coloring books. Also remember she is the, uh, an illustrator out of the Goodnight Girls, uh, Goodnight Stories of the Rebel Girls. She has adorned us with so much great knowledge today. Everything will be on our, our website and our show notes. Uh, please contact us at uh, truthandcoffeetime at gmail.com or hello at diverselove.com. You can leave us a voicemail on Anchor or Spotify. Check out our website, www.diverselove.com. You know, Mr. B, he's probably cringing when he hear me say www.diverselove. <laughs> Com. I love you, Mr. B. Remember, he's out there doing sidekick shit. I love you guys for real. And thank you so much for allowing Gabrielle Flood and Denise from Truth and Coffee Time into your homes, cars, workplace, life to share our truth over coffee. It's too late for me to. Here's my imaginary coffee cup. I'm <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, friends, for hanging with us. We got you. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. And also, please follow us on IG, Facebook, and Twitter. Our social platform is at Diverse Love. That's D-I-V-E-R-S-E-L-U-V. And don't forget, you can listen to our podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Apple, Google, or wherever you get your podcast fix. Thank you, friends. We love y'all for real. Okay, me. Take us out. It's truth and coffee time. Help me not think about all my lows. Think of who you are sometimes. Girl, you always on my mind. Looking like it's truth and coffee time. Tell me what you really want to know. Girl, it ain't a thing.